I can't save you. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. Today, we're bringing you some hot takes. Well, just one, really. Yeah, but, you know. Uh, For those of you who are new to this particular episode segment, Chris and I pick a movie to watch, and we just give you our initial reactions. I guess one would call that a review. Yeah. We're also watching things that just came out, and that's the kind of the point behind the hot take. That's right. So that we can tell you whether you should watch it or not. Mm-hmm. So this particular episode, we will be covering Velvet Buzzsaw, which came out on Netflix early February. <laughs> That's right. And before that, it had its grand premiere at Sundance Film Festival. So, And I think it played in theaters for a week in certain markets and then was released to Netflix. So it technically was a theatrical movie as well. Yeah. And I think they only do that so they can be considered for awards. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So this is a film that stars an amazing cast. I mean, we've got Jake Gyllenhaal, we've got Rene Russo, Tony Collette, a bunch of others. Man, uh, John Malkovich is in this film. This is an amazing cast. That's right. And in my opinion, their acting is kind of top-notch. I didn't love this film, but I feel like a lot of the people in our horror community actually actively disliked this film. And I don't really see why. Uh, Even on Rotten Tomatoes, 66% of critics gave the film a positive review. Uh, The consensus reads, if you only watch one art world satire with horror overtones this year, it should probably be Velvet Buzzsaw. (laughs) Well, it could probably only be Velvet Buzzsaw, but... (laughs) Well, I like the message. You can't describe, you know, value to art. And I thought that was fairly obvious. A lot of people just didn't see the point. And they thought it was about the art world or the cynicism or whatever. And uh, there is some of that in there, especially when the guy walks into uh, this warehouse and basically sees a pile of trash and is like, oh, I love it. And he's like, like, that's trash. That's not the art. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this movie is chock full of horror and social commentary and interpersonal drama. (laughs) So if you haven't seen the movie, a brief sort of synopsis is um, a reclusive artist dies and his apartment is filled with all of his work. And it is sort of appropriated by a young up and coming star in the art world, sort of an art dealer protege. Yeah. And the art itself is sort of haunted and the people who start to, you know, value their greed over the art are sort of picked off one by one. Yes. Almost in a very ring sense. Yeah, basically anyone that's had a hand in dealing or selling or presenting it, with one solid exception, I would say, which is kind of like the secretary person that keeps like changing hands as far as who she mm-hmm. works for. So but, we have yeah. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal playing a art critic. And he's sort of, you know, waffling back and forth between the ideas of being an artist or in it for the money. And then we have Rene Russo playing the owner of an art gallery who really has completely changed and everything about it is money to her. I love when someone comes in like this big guy like comes in to like threaten her essentially for like not carrying an artist in her gallery. And you think like he's going to really intimidate her or whatever. And she just stands up and gets in his face like lightning fast mm-hmm. and says, back the fuck up. <laughs> and I just did not expect that. And I just love her character. I mean, I, I also like I like her name in this movie a lot. Radora Hayes. I mean, let's just like <laughs> this movie is so to me well written and well acted 
And I found it like whimsically scary. Whimsically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a, such a fun time watching this movie and I came in really not knowing what to expect. Well, so, did you find it strange that the cast kind of matched? Like they look like they should have those names. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's name is Morph. Mm-hmm. Morph, right? And Renee Russo, of course, is Redora. And Tony Collette is Gretchen. <laughs> yes. When she had that wig that looks like you got it the day after Halloween. You know what I mean? Like the, everything's yeah. 50% off. <laughs> so. Yeah. But this, this movie is filled with oddly named people. Morph, Redora, Gretchen, Josefina, mm-hmm. uh, Coco, Damrish. John Dondon. <laughs> yeah, Ventril, you know, Claudio. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I just feel like the that the the writer director had a good time writing and making this movie. And he previously directed Nightcrawler also with Rene Russo and Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you seen Nightcrawler? No, I've not seen this this director's other f- films and i really feel like i missed out nightcrawler is good it's very dark Mm -hmm. right and it really shows you some some crazy dark human drama and i think that he's actually married to renee russo i could be completely wrong but i think that i think they're married really so that could be why she's being cast in all these movies but uh yeah she's uh married to dan gilroy that's who it is dan gilroy is the director of these movies Um, I didn't know that. I loved this movie because it started out almost like a Robert Altman film, right? There's just so much like from one person to another in this one enclosed area. It starts at an art show in Miami and you really get a sense of who these characters are immediately just based on how they talk to each other and how they interact. And it started out not quite a horror movie at all, right? Hmm. And it wasn't until we get to see these paintings that this reclusive artist has made that the the horror really comes out. And when the horror does, it's so much fun. It reminded me a lot of watching like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where every death involving this art was getting like almost sillier and sillier, you know? So (laughs) yeah, I really, I do wish, I think this could have been a great film if it had kind of stuck to a tone and because I got really creeped out in the the deceased artist's apartment. Oh, yeah. And some of those paintings, you know, but I, I really feel like there was a missed opportunity to make those paintings kind of come to life a little bit instead of every other piece of artwork come to life. And um, I don't know. There was some creepy stuff. There was like a mannequin art, an animatronic art mm-hmm. where this man. guy keeps, keeps saying like, I can't help you, you know, and other creepy things. Um, and, and he was pretty creepy looking, but they kind of, I don't know. They didn't really do well with that particular scene either because that animatronic, of course, is used in a death scene as well. But you don't see it happen. Right. So I feel like they could have gone a lot further with this stuff. I think the horror should have gotten a little bit darker, a little bit further, Um, you know, because the the tone was a little bit all over the place. Well, and I'm okay with that just because, like I said before, it was sort of whimsical. And there's there's a lot of, you know, horror whimsy going on. A man gets pulled into a painting by a whole bunch of monkeys. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's fun. And, you know, silly and shouldn't be taken super seriously. I don't think that the, that the director wanted it to be taken super seriously. Yeah. And I can't like some of my favorite killings I can't talk about without spoiling it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's especially a scene at the end, which is uh, really interesting. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I watched this with my sister, who you may remember from Annabelle mm-hmm. uh, episode. Um, she saw that coming, apparently, but I did not. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I thought this movie, for one thing, I thought this movie ended appropriately. 
I think so too. Are you talking about the very, very end of the movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we can, we really can't spoil that. And like we will spoil some things in other episodes, but a hot take, guys. We just can't. We can't spoil it for you. Um, but it but it is one of those movies that just makes you go, <clears throat> huh, at the end, right? And if it doesn't, I don't think you got it. That's true. Or if you got it, you just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, you know. This is the film is subjective, art is subjective, and that's kind of the point that's of this of the film. Movie. Yeah, you know, is that you know you can't describe value, and it is subjective. What some people might think of as art is not art to others, and you know, you you see that point driven home again and again. I think, in the, even in the trailer, you see. So I'm not going to spoil anything. You know, one person has died next to one of the pieces of art, and at the end of the trailer, they're like. They thought it was part of it. We're exploding in popularity, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, so the people are walking around this corpse, you know, thinking it's part of the art, you know. And so that's just, you know, that point is made again and again. And it's an interesting, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting, if not entertaining point to yeah. make. I mean, this movie, it, it scared me a little bit and it made me laugh. And, you know, I, I enjoy that. Um, I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, how fine... Jake Gyllenhaal is in this movie. I've never thought of him as very attractive personally. I know you and I have had this conversation before and you don't find him attractive. And I just don't know why he's so dreamy. I like dark hair and blue eyes, but I mean, that's a thing for me, but it's for some reason with him, he just has like this level of goofiness to him. And especially this character has, maybe I find that endearing. And of course, this is the first film I believe besides, (coughs) uh, the obvious broke back mountain that he plays a gay or at least a bi. Or gay adjacent or yeah, something. He's something. Yeah, something. He's all over the place. There's been a lot of talk on Twitter, online. I've read some different articles about people expecting Jake Gyllenhaal to be playing a gay character, at least based on what they saw in the trailer or what they read about the movie before watching it. And I think people were a little upset that he spent the greater chunk of this movie with a woman or in a relationship with a woman. Who cares? I mean, like it showed, it actually showed more maleness, I guess you could say in this film than it showed, you know, like he's in there, like it establishes him in a gay relationship essentially. Yeah. And it shows a lot of like male nudity, not, you know, frontal, but it shows that going on and there's no female nudity in this film. So it's like, I don't understand that as far as a complaint. It's like you're complaining about a character's sexuality. It's like bi people exist, you know, it, it happens. They you know? do. And, and I think too, in this particular character, I mean, just from watching the movie, and I've seen it twice now, I don't think that he's gay, bi, or anything. I think that he really picks his sexual partners or his relationship, you know. From a mental level. Yeah, not definitely. even a mental level, from a visual level. He's an art critic. He spends a good chunk of that movie discussing the tone of his, you know, girlfriend's skin, right? Yeah. It's a perfect combination of this color and this color. He doesn't see people as a as a gender so much as he does something that he can admire from afar like a piece of art yeah it's very aesthetic to him right and so i mean it doesn't matter who he's with really i think by and largely he seems pretty gay to me in this movie mm-hmm. even when he's you know fucking a woman he just or whatever, seems like but... a weirdo to me <laughs> just I don't know. I like it. I would totally be there for that. I mean, like, what do you think of this piece of art? But tell me about it with your shirt off. Mm. I mean. Yeah. For his character, he seemed oddly ripped. Yeah. Does he look like that all the time? Have I missed some movies with Jake Gyllenhaal where he's just like. No, he's pretty much been ripped in every movie since like for the last 10 years. Let me I just... think the only movie I can think of where he's not ripped is Donnie Darko. 
Oh, because he was like 12 when that movie came out, right? No, he was like 18, but... Yeah, well, he hadn't had time to get or raped. older. So when I was watching this movie, um, Chris was on vacation with his sister, and I sent him a message that said, the amount of time that Jake Gyllenhaal is without a shirt in this movie is astounding. <laughs> and I mean, if that's my one takeaway, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah... Well, I'm not going to ascribe a value to this film or to the uh, scenes where he's shirtless because I took away the point of the film. (laughs) Well, like looking at a piece of art, I just rewound the scene where he was sitting on that chair with no clothes on. Well, sometimes you have to do that if you you need to properly critique. That's right. I mean, you you really have to put yourself in that situation and really start to like Mm -hmm. imagine. Did you do sketches? Yeah, I sat there and sketched it. Like you were in the Louvre or something? Mm -hmm. That's right. exactly what I did. I'm now a student, a student of art. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like we both definitely recommend Velvet Buzzsaw for anyone. I mean, especially since like if you have a heartbeat at this point, you have Netflix subscription. That's right. So there's no reason not to watch it. Yeah. Anyone could just turn on the telly and uh, (laughs) (laughs) watch uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. But we have to give it a rating out of five. So we? we do. We need to do that. Out of five... I don't know stars out of five paintings. What I mean, what would you, what would you rate this movie? Uh, three out three and a half out of five velvet buzz saws. That's a lot higher than I thought you would do. I would also do three point five, and I I think I liked it more than you. <laughs> so well, I like, mean, there's great, and then there's good, and then there's meh, which is a three. So this is somewhere between meh and good. No, maybe I'd give it, maybe on that scale, I'd give it closer to a four. I don't know. Let's just say it was good. It was good. Yeah. I would watch it again. Yeah. In fact, I have, and I'd probably watch it for a third time. If you like large ensembles and smart scripting uh, and great visuals and some creepiness and some horror adjacency and some funny, some social commentary, watch this film. Let's just say this is the most fun that I've had watching a horror movie, you know, that I could just watch mindlessly and have a good time. Since I don't, maybe like I know what you did last summer. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I didn't, I didn't tear the movie apart. I wouldn't say this is a mindless film at all. Well, and that's just how I took it. I just had a good time watching it. I just sat there and watched it and enjoyed all the different wash over you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like paint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, guys. Let us know what you think of Velvet Buzzsaw. We know a lot of your opinions already, at least the people that we talk to online. Tell us what you think of our review. Do you agree or disagree with us? And you can do that on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter or Facebook. Or you can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com. That's right. Uh, you can also go over to Patreon where you can listen to all of our bonus content for as low as $2 a month. And there is quite a bit of it out there right now. And that's at patreon.com slash the film flamers that's correct if you have some suggestions for movies for us to watch for another hot take let us know uh we are open to all kinds of suggestions in fact i will watch pretty much whatever you tell me to me what oh no i'm speaking to the public at large oh i'm not gonna watch what you tell me to watch i do with this power (laughs) (laughs) well guys until our next hot take sweet Sweet dreams. dreams i cannot save you (laughs) <laughs> at once I built a railroad I don't know what else does he say I don't know like I didn't remember that one that's what the robot says whatever hobo man I can't help you <laughs> or I can't say oh uh, yeah I can't, I can't save, save you, you. <laughs> and he doesn't yeah well 
Sweet right. dreams, Jake Gyllenhaal. <sighs> He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you can have him. That's okay. <laughs> We're just rambling on now. Yeah. Time to order some pizza. <laughs> <laughs>